Welcome to the Club Soda Club. We're three friends, each with our own sobriety story, sharing our personal experiences and what we've learned along the way about leading a new alcohol-free life. Welcome to the inaugural meeting of the Club Soda Club. I'm going to take roll call. Jessica Couture is present. Derek Boland? Present. And... Oh my God, Scott! I forgot your last name for a second. Oh my God! It's awkward. It's awkward. It's so awkward. It's awkward because it's my boyfriend's name. What's the one? Scott Uh Present, I think. Yeah. No, I think I think that'll hold up. I don't know. I think people are getting the real feel for what they're getting themselves into here. This is what sober people are like. Should we just keep drinking or what? Yeah. Just insane all the time. They're going to wonder if they've like, in fact, got this completely wrong and this is not a sober podcast whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. I to deal with the nerves, I actually got loaded beforehand. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, me too. No. I, I just I just had a lot of sugar <laughs> and not enough. I just had a, I had a cup of coffee. Nice. Yeah. It's it's funny because they they have talked. Those are obviously both other cr- uh, like other crutches that kind of work work their way into sober people. Um, sugar but there was really, well, there was an interesting article I read about. Uh, basically like transference of like uh, recovering alcoholics suddenly like jump into shit. Wait, I'm going to see if I can Google it on the fly right now. I can understand that though. Like there, I mean, there's the whole cliche of like the coffee thing and like, I mean, everyone's kind of addicted to coffee except for people who don't drink it. But um, yeah, I I feel like I drank a lot of coffee before too, but maybe I drink more now. I probably do. Um, I drank the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely, uh, like I'm struggling with the sugar thing though, like the diet thing. That's something we can talk about when we like get to that point. But yeah, I'm like working really hard to not like overcompensate. Like everyone else is drinking and I'm like, great, I'm just going to eat a bunch of snacks. (laughs) (laughs) It was so we'll cover that in the next episode where I think we're going to talk about like the health, the, the physical health benefits of sobriety. Yeah. We're going to do a health check. Mm. But yeah, there is a, uh, a health check. <laughs> uh, yeah, sugar intake, uh, sh- sugar intake, and sugar dependency is uh, is a major problem with uh, alcoholics in recovery a lot of the time because I think it triggers the same, like obviously any addiction, but mm-hmm. it triggers the same uh, pleasure center in your brain as as alcohol does. So a lot of Makes people sense. just kind of make the, the leap from one one to the other well and depending on what the person was drinking too like they could have been drinking mixes or sugary alcoholic drinks and the sugar dependency just never left and the alcohol dependency is what they're working on but they didn't think about all the sugar that they're also sort of like having to withdraw from yeah that's true beer's got a lot of sugar in it too so Mm -hmm. it's surprising when you actually look at Especially like uh, like macro beer, like Budweiser and stuff like that. There's a ton of sugar in that. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. What does macro beer mean? Oh, like uh, it, this shouldn't be like a type of beer podcast probably. But anyways, <laughs> it's like mass, mass-produced beer like oh, Molson and, and Budweiser and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, the opposite like of like micro micro. Brew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. There we go. 
Yeah. We're gonna edit all of that out. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, if you want to get your money's worth when you're drinking, you want to get the cheapest stuff you can find. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, why doesn't one of us get started on our personal story and journey to sobriety? Yeah, I I mean, Scott, do you want to I think you have officially been sober the longest uh, out of all of us. Have I? It's been since January 2nd, 2016. You've oh, been by, by two weeks. freaking weeks, Derek Bolin. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll lead off. Makes me so mad. <laughs> Always second. Always That's second to Derek. Um uh, <laughs> Yeah, my uh my Journey to sobriety started uh, December 11th, 20... Wait, what was the year you said, Scott? 2015? 2016. So I was December 11th, 2015. Uh, There was a a specific catalyst. There were many catalysts leading up to that uh, that that would have led uh, probably a smarter or less addicted person to... Uh, stop drinking. There were uh, disciplinary incidents at my job, uh, a number of them. Thanks. Uh, there were uh, strained relationships with uh, my girlfriend at the time and my friends and family. Uh, there were tons of nights where uh, actually it was basically every weekend I was going out and getting uh, blackout drunk uh, with my friends, dropping like three or $400 at the bar Um and this was this was preceded by like basically since my adolescence I'd I'd been I spent like a decade as uh, a pothead uh, I dabbled in a bunch of other drugs that I'm not going to disclose on this podcast <laughs> list I need to apply for jobs or cross the border someday um, there were yeah it was just like my entire life I'd relied on uh, some form of self medication. Uh, to just not have to like face myself or, or deal with things in my life. Um, so after, uh, after my son Noah was born, um, I started drinking pretty heavily as a, as a coping mechanism for that. Um, not that I didn't like love my kid, uh, and I didn't want to, uh, it was just, I, I think I was struggling with like this new responsibility and, and I had been, you know, a man child my entire life. So, uh, suddenly finding myself thrust into this new role. Um, and rather than face that head on, I just started going out and getting blitzed with my friends, uh, to kind of, um, just distract myself from it. Uh, so going out every Friday and Saturday night, getting blackout drunk, um, just generally being the dumbest dipshit you could possibly imagine. Uh, and then, yeah, that led to, it led to many things, but basically like every, everything I attended revolved around alcohol. It was no longer about the event. It was about, there was a, a family reunion I went to and it was all about, uh, how drunk I could get and how I could be the drunkest one there, uh, surrounded by my family, which is, unsurprisingly populated with, uh, very heavy drinkers. Um, it was about, uh, going to weddings and knowing I could get absolutely shit faced and let loose. It was going to like work and networking functions, uh, and, and looking forward to getting drunk on an open bar, uh, and then meeting new people. 
Uh, and that finally all came to a head in December of, like I said, 2015. Um, I still haven't quite uh, bridged the gap in discussing the, the actual catalyst that led me to this. Um, I will probably be talking about it on this podcast, I imagine, sometime in the future. Um, but there still could potentially be some legal ramifications around me discussing it. So I'm holding off on that. Uh, and it is still kind of a sensitive topic for me. But yeah, basically, I uh, didn't know it at the time I was having my last drink, but I had uh, my last drink. All this shit happened. Uh, woke up the next morning and basically I was like, I, I can't keep doing this. Like, I cannot keep just like waking up and dreading finding out what I had done the night before or like knowing what I had done the night before and having to like drink more to deal with the shame of that. Um, so vowed to myself that I would never take a drink again. Um, and went to, uh, there wasn't a lot in, in terms of support groups at the time, this like whole sobriety movement or wellness movement that is taking off now hadn't really started picking up steam yet. Uh, so there weren't a lot of alternative resources around. So I went to, uh, two or three AA meetings, Scott, bless your heart. I know, I know you thought I kept going. I did. I did. I thought, uh, you know, I thought you beat me again, Derek Bolin. Yeah, I I went to two or three and I, uh, I, I, I like AA for what it is and I understand why it works for a lot of people. Um, they're very good at the, the providing that, that sense of community that a lot of alcoholics are missing in their life. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're very good at, at providing like a really, uh, very strict curriculum that, that you can focus on, uh, whenever you want to relapse. And then they're good at pairing people up with like, uh, sober mentors essentially, which is the sponsor program. Um, but I went to a few meetings and I just felt out of place because, uh, it was a lot of people who, uh, had really like been through some shit and the stuff that happened to me was bad, but it wasn't that bad, <laughs> like in, in the grand scheme of things. Um, and I, I always kind of felt out of place and like, I couldn't, couldn't compete with those. Not that it's a competition, but I like, I felt like I didn't belong there because, uh, my rock bottom was, uh, considerably higher than, than a lot of theirs. Um, so I went to two or three meetings, uh, and then just decided I was, I was going to go it, uh, my own and, uh, managed to, probably for the first time in my life, hold myself accountable and, and stay true to my word. Uh, and it has been, uh, now three, three and a half years, uh, since I had a drink. That's fantastic. Awesome. Right on. Yeah. Man. Right on. Got, thank you. Uh, what about you, Scott? Uh, so my journey's a little different than that. Other than the timeline is roughly the same, but, uh, I was in, Victoria with my family over New Year's uh, that year. And we had already decided we were going to do a dry January. And I just haven't ever started again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But looking back, I think I realized how much I depended on alcohol as a crutch for social situations, for, uh, dealing with stress for 
dealing with sleep issues for all kinds of stuff. And the ironic thing is that since I don't drink, all of those things are way, way less. Like I'm, I don't want to say I'm stress-free, but I'm as stress-free as you can be like as a normal human being, I think. Uh, I sleep like a log. It is shocking how well I sleep. And uh, just my overall wellness is so much better. Um, I will say, though, that when I did drink, uh, I would definitely binge drink. I wasn't like a drunk every day kind of drinker, but I would binge drink hard and then I would turn into a very mean person. And uh, it took me a while to realize that it was me that was the problem. I always thought it was everybody else that was the problem. And I didn't know what their problem was, but... Since I've stopped drinking, they've all gotten way cooler. Funny how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, to clarify, I, I was the exact same way. Like I would, um, I didn't drink every day, but uh, I was, I was definitely. If I started drinking, it was, I, I wouldn't stop until the alcohol was gone. Like if I was in party mode, I was in party mode. Um, but I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't drinking every day either. Um, I want to also comment on your, it's funny how, uh, I think when you rely on alcohol for a crutch, you're, you're never really dealing with like the stress or the sleep problems or like the underlying causes of those things. No, not at all. Um, you're just like, you're just sedating yourself with alcohol. So once you remove the alcohol and you're like, Oh, I guess I have to like learn how to manage this shit on my own. Um, I think that's been one of the, the huge benefits. Yeah, same. I totally agree. I think that I, I always had the tools to deal with it. I just didn't know that they were there because I didn't give myself the chance to use them. And, uh, without alcohol or any of the other aforementioned things that we won't talk about, uh, uh, yeah, you just sort of have to do it. And it's funny. It's, I don't want to say it's easy, but like, Looking back, uh, man, I should have done this years and years ago. Yeah. 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 That takes us to, uh, to, to Jess, mm-hmm. who, uh, Jess, you're, you're kind of a recent convert to the world yes, of sobriety, I'm correct? I'm the baby. I'm the rookie. Um, so I'm brand new to sobriety. My last drink was April 10th of 2019. And I know that because it was the day that we got the first pictures of the black hole. So it's like, of course, my sobriety cool. would coincide with some cool space thing because I love space. This cosmic yeah. event to uh, remind you of, of your anniversary. Exactly. So I guess I would like to start by saying something, confiding in you guys on something. And that's that I'm really worried about saying something insensitive or dumb because I'm so new to the community. Like I'm not ingrained in the community whatsoever. And like, whereas Derek is like building a community. (laughs) So I feel like, and I think we talked about this a little bit when you came on my podcast, but I'm worried about like the sensitive nature of the subject in general. So that being said, I just wanted to like get that out of the way. So I don't really know where it's going, but I just want to bring it up. Like I'm new and I'm sorry if I say something that's like insensitive. (laughs) I don't want to offend anyone. I don't. I know, but I, th- I also think like a, a big uh, part of, of the community we're building is that 
uh, it's inclusive and everyone's going to have their own sober journey. And I think like, I know you personally, and I know you're uh, a very uh, sensitive and considerate person. So I, I think you're like open to hearing other people's experiences oh. and, and maybe learning yeah, yeah, yeah. from those, but you're not. Yeah. I, I think the, the understanding is that like, yeah, every, everyone's journey is going to be different and, and you're here and your story is, is yours and everyone's I just, story is I different. Wanna, I want to jump in here real quick and say that if you're worried about offending somebody when you're on a podcast with me and Derek, just don't even, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Jesse, you'll be great. You'll be fine. <laughs> is this yeah. a race? No yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. <laughs> so I grew up with addict parents, alcoholics, you know, they were into drugs, like, everything like my childhood was kind of hell. And so as a young person, I was like, I'm never going to drink. I'm never going to do drugs because I want to be the furthest thing I can be from them. Of course, eventually, like I did start drinking and doing the like weekend binge drinking that everyone does. But I feel like I was a late bloomer in that because of my childhood. Um, and then eventually it just kind of got to the point. I think I had more of a slow progression than Scott did, but in a similar sort of just kind of realizing like drinking wasn't really doing anything for me anymore. And I was also using it as a coping mechanism for social situations and anxiety, which was sort of my big thing and social anxiety, which is something that I'm really struggling with. Um, especially now that I'm not drinking, trying to like, I haven't tried to go to a big social thing yet since I've stopped drinking but I have to soon. And that's going to be interesting. Um, but I, oh, I feel like I'm like all over the place. I'm like getting really nervous and sweaty. You guys, <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> I did I, all part I did of the journey. Notes, I swear. <laughs> and I'm like looking at them and I'm like, Oh my God, where am I? I'm lost. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to nervous and sweaty with Scott, Jessica and, uh, matters podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we, do we, yeah. Have a yeah. that's my personal brand. So, you guys can't have it. <laughs> I feel like as I've gotten older though, I'm in my mid thirties now and the physical and health effects of drinking have just made themselves so apparent that I, I just couldn't continue anymore. And, um, it started, like a couple years ago, maybe like three years ago, I just was suddenly unable to drink beer. Like I get halfway through a glass of beer and it would make me sick. Like night's over, you're going home, you're going to bed, you feel disgusting. And then, so I kind of just had to shift my drinking habits to other things. And eventually like everything started making me feel that way. And my hangovers, hangovers were so bad. And what sort of, what sort of turned into completely cutting out drinking was the emphasis that I've been putting on my creative projects and how drinking was taken away from that. So I had to cough. Sorry. I muted this time. Um, I would find that when I would drink, even like a couple sips into a drink, if I was trying to work on anything creative, it just like turned off my creativity. Like that's it. It's done. You're not doing anything. You can't come up with anything don't even try. And it would also spill over into like the next day, if I had a to-do list of things I wanted to work on, I was too hungover. And it just came to a point where I was like, this is not worth it. Like the, the taste of alcohol is not worth it. The 
supposed fun time I'm having in the moment isn't worth it because it's not fun because usually like by the end of the first drink, I feel kind of sick. And if I try to drink anymore, which I usually did try, I would end up just feeling sick. And it was like, why am I doing this? And so I think I'm kind of grateful in the sense that that's the, like it had that effect on me. It made it so much easier to stop because why keep doing something that's going to make me feel sick? Like that just made no sense to me. And every time I would drink, I would almost feel like, what are you doing? Like you're just kind of ruining the end of the night and you're ruining the next day. And it just, I don't know, it just made it really easy to stop. And I say that this time, but I have tried to stop in the past. So that's the interesting thing is that I've stopped in the past and started up again. And so even this time when I told my partner, like, I'm done drinking, like, this sucks. I feel so gross. Like, that wasn't worth it. And he was kind of like, yeah, yeah, you've said that before. And but this time something was different. And I'm kind of still trying to figure out what exactly was different. The only thing I can think is that I'm just so invested in all my creative projects, like this podcast, my other podcast, all my art projects, that I'm just like, that I don't need alcohol to be taken away from that. That's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, for me too, like I've had to fill that time where I would have been out drinking with a bunch of other stuff too. So I know exactly what you mean. And when I was drinking, there's no way I would have been able to focus to do any of the stuff that I do now. Like there's no chance at all. Yeah. It's funny that you said, sorry, Jess. Um, you, you said that you got to a point where it was easy for you because drinking made you feel mm-hmm. sick. So it helped you out there. But like, I feel like that's everyone. <laughs> like it doesn't necessarily make everybody feel sick immediately or in the moment, but like hangovers are this like crazy thing that people oh, are it's willing insane. to endure. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and like, you just like lay yourself out and make you feel like garbage for, uh, for, you know, minimum a day for me towards the end of my drinking, it was, I was guaranteed a three day hangover every time I got drunk and I was getting drunk every weekend. So I was losing probably a third of my time on this planet, just feeling like shit all the time. Um, so it's funny to me that more people don't look at that and be like, holy shit, like, why am I doing this? When I I think that I haven't been hung over in three and a half years, that still blows my mind. Yeah. Well, so one thing I wanted to tack on to the end of my story is that I mentioned that I used the drinking to deal with my social anxiety and just my anxiety in general. But what I've learned is that alcohol was actually giving me anxiety because not only was I having a hangover, but I had what I called and what I think other people call like an anxiety hangover. And it's like, oh my God, was I stupid? Did I say something stupid? And again, like you can even with the way I started my story, like I'm always worried about saying the wrong thing. And obviously when when I'm drinking, the filter is being more and more removed the more I drink. (laughs) So I was constantly like freaking out. Like, did I say anything? Did I do anything? And even if I didn't like forget the night, because towards the end of my drinking, I really wasn't drinking that much at all, like a drink and a half to two drinks a week, but I would still have anxiety the next day. And it's just, it was just wreaking havoc on not only my health, but my mental health. The other thing I wanted to say is, do you think that like maybe hangovers are slightly glamorized in terms of like, like people are like the way they talk about hangovers. I feel like it's a little bit like 
glamorized and maybe that's why people don't see it as a problem as much as they should. yeah oh yeah it's like a like a badge of honor yeah. right like, like oh i'm yeah. so hung over today you know yeah totally yeah <laughs> T- tons of times i would be yeah like it would me and my buddies would go and get hammered the next day we'd be like oh i was barfing for like four it's like if you went out and like got the flu or typhoid you wouldn't be like oh I spent like eight hours on the toilet this morning. It was it was amazing. You guys should see so how much I'm scratching my shingles right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like the same thing, though. It's like, why would you brag about being sick? It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Jess, it's interesting that you brought up the the link between uh, alcohol and anxiety because that that actually goes both ways. So they found that uh, I think I, I saw it quoted that like twenty five percent of people with uh, a diagnosed anxiety disorder are uh, develop uh, drug or alcohol addiction, um, specifically around alcohol because it it does reduce their anxiety in the moment or temporarily. Um, but the long-term effect of that is that uh, it can actually increase your anxiety levels uh, within a few hours of consuming it. And that anxiety can last for, so you give yourself kind of an, like you said, an anxiety yeah. hangover uh, that can last for many days after yeah. that. That was, yeah, that was awful. And I'm so glad that I don't have to deal with that anymore. I still, um, some of that does come through social anxiety though. Like even without drinking, I will like, I will sometimes go over and over and over in my mind, a certain interaction with a person. And that's sort of like a symptom of my social anxiety, but that was like 20 fold when I was drinking and I still deal with it, but it's so much more manageable now if I don't drink. Well, and at least you can remember your interactions with yeah. other people now, right? Like you don't need to well, piece it together. Unless it's like, my last name. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Yes, I'm just kidding. She'll, she'll be playing she'll be playing that one over yeah, literally yeah. because yeah. it'll be yeah, on yeah, a yeah. podcast that she yeah. can listen to anytime like, she wants. Are we never gonna listen to this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I just like yeah, this one and when we talk about weddings, I have a really pretty horrific story to share. I do too. It was yeah. my own wedding. Oh, Oh, with your own? Oh, yeah. I'm so looking forward just to, to be, that just to, be, just to be clear, just spoiler alert, I'm not married to that person anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Uh, discovery. It's Discovery Day here on the uh, Club Soda Club podcast. Bombs yeah. all over the place. Yeah. So, so, so stay this tuned for that in an upcoming episode. Yeah, fifth, yeah. episode five. <laughs> Tune in for Scott's story. <laughs> You you can ignore you, dear listener, can ignore yeah. every episode five until episode, episode five. Really gonna but make sure really gonna end that one. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's that's my story. It's interesting because we all we all kind of have very I mean we're all together in this sobriety thing now but we all kind of have very uh, very different uh, different stories and it sounds like different motivations mm-hmm. for for doing yeah. it but uh, the the benefits are are definitely the same um, and I I know for me personally like the the development I've seen in myself in the last three and a half years um, has like blown 
anything in the the decades before that out of the water just because uh, I'm I'm not just relying on alcohol or, or dealing with everything or coping with everything by getting drunk now. Yeah, I um, uh, I feel the same way. There there's just no comparing my motivation level either at my regular job or any of the outside of work activities that I do, whether it be YouTube or photography or whatever, I wouldn't have been able to do any of it to the level that I do it now, if at all, quite frankly, if I was still drinking, I'd just be drinking. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like still like, uh, have anxiety about what, I, like just, yeah, sharing the story. Um, well, I think too, it's very fresh for you too, right? So yeah. I think Derek and I are very used to talking about it. Uh, yeah. and well, when it when it when I first quit drinking, I didn't really tell anybody because I didn't want to have like the conversation with them about why. Mm-hmm. And uh, that took me a while to be comfortable with. Like on Saturday night I went to the pub with uh my wife and a couple of her friends, I crashed girls night basically. And, uh, <laughs> when I ordered, uh, when I ordered a club soda, very on brand, uh, one of the ladies there said, Oh, you're not drinking tonight. I'm like, no, I don't drink anymore. And she's like, Oh, why not? I'm like, I was an alcoholic. And I just said it like, so matter of factly. And she was just like really taken aback by it. And I'm like, ah, you know, that's, that's, that's me. <laughs> There, there is that like there is very much that stigma around uh, alcoholism, and I think as a as a result of that, and that's uh, another reason that um, I'm really glad that all these alternatives are kind of springing up to AA now because it's real. Like you can have all these people uh, who are, or yeah, are binge drinkers like like we were, um, who kind of like you know, get all clammy at the thought of, of designating themselves as an alcoholic, either, either privately or either. I wouldn't, uh, for Um, for a couple of years, I would say, no, I wasn't an alcoholic. I just drank too much. (laughs) See, I, I had, uh, uh, leg up on that in that I was, uh, the same thing as like wearing the hangover as a a badge of honor thing. It was like, Oh yeah, I'm totally an alcoholic. I have a problem with drinking (laughs) while I was drinking because I was an idiot. So, uh, uh, when it came time to quit, I had no problem admitting it. That's actually very Derek, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. I, called my parents out for being alcoholics when I was a teenager and they got mad. <laughs> so Yeah. It's it's not one of those things that people no. like no. hearing, right? Like there is, and they yeah. don't want they don't like what they're seeing in that moment. And I think even Scott, when you, you know, made that comment about being an alcoholic, the per- the conversation gets shut down because people don't want to talk about it and they don't want their habits held up to them. Like I oh, ended, yeah. and you could be too. If you just take a we moved book. on really fast. That yeah. was the end of that conversation. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. <laughs> that's that's the best way. It's like because um, you have all this. Uh, you know, the expectation basically is that that everybody drinks now, and if I, I think women more in particular have to deal with it because if if a guy's at a bar 
uh, and he says he's drinking club soda and he doesn't drink anymore. I think the assumption is just going to be that he's an alcoholic. Um, cause I've certainly never have, nah, that's not true. I've had to deal with the shit like, Oh, you're no fun anymore. Or, or like, Oh, why aren't you drinking? Like, do you have to drive? Uh, whereas with women, I think the default is almost always that they're pregnant. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I've yeah, seen yeah, that yeah. from yeah. a lot of people. Um, like, the first like time if, I like made the decision to stop drinking, was maybe like a year and a half ago, two years ago or something, maybe like a year and a half ago. And yeah, that was the first time I went to like a work function and didn't drink. They would not let it go. They're like, you must be pregnant. I'm just like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. There, I dropped an F-bomb. I was so mad. Yeah, you did. I broke the fucking seal. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I was like, Jess is just going to have Tourette's yeah. for every yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. I like, was like, okay, you guys, are we going to curse or no cursing? Like, yeah. Um, I, yeah, it was, it was so annoying. And I was just like, I envy men for one more thing to envy men for. Like they don't have to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. We really don't. And it, it is actually like, it, it irritates me to no end that like, I think we just put, if you're, a non-sober person and you're listening to this podcast uh if you have a one takeaway from it it's that stop fucking commenting on people when they say they're not drinking it's like it's a lifestyle choice or it's something that they're deciding not to do in the moment nobody owes you an explanation if they're not drinking that's the truth like let it go i also think it's important too jess that you said that you've you've uh quit before and then drank again and then you quit again because that mm-hmm. happens to a lot of people. I don't think it's incredibly common for people to just say one day, well, I'm not going to drink anymore and have that stick like forever. Right. Not like sometimes it's like, it's like rocking a snack machine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important to like, um, there's, there's people I know who have quit drinking uh, multiple times or wanted to quit drinking multiple times and they fall off the wagon and they beat the shit yeah. out of themselves for it. And they keep drinking as the way to cope with, but like you're ready to quit drinking yeah. when you're ready to quit drinking. And when you're actually legitimately yeah. ready you know, you for it, it'll try, stick. right? Like that's, if you're trying, uh, you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, some, some motivation. Yeah. Great. Hey, we might've, we might've done some good here. Um, <laughs> That's debatable. Um, do you guys want to do uh we're we're probably almost at the, the end of this episode. So we want to introduce a segment called Instead of Drinking, uh Do This. We'll come up with a better name for it. This is our first episode, cut us some slack. But uh what's what's one thing that's currently uh, grabbing your attention or fixating you uh, that isn't alcohol and is ideally uh, I can go first because mine is super healthy. So I'm recommending okay. just like fitness in general. So I have two anecdotes. The first one is that my boyfriend Graham, who has the same last name as Scott, even though I forgot his last name, <laughs> has 
Your boyfriend's <laughs> name is Graham Graham? No, it's Graham. Yeah, Gra- Julia Graham. <laughs> it's Graham, last name redacted. Um, uh, oh, the redacted plan. <laughs> I've seen their tartans. So he goes cycling a lot. Like as of this summer, he's been going at least once a week probably more like two or three times a week and oftentimes he goes with the same like group of friends and they usually will go for like a really long bike ride like 30 kilometers or more and then stop for like beer and brunch afterwards and like as he's cycling more and more and more he's noticing that he's like getting coffee instead a lot more and he's just not even interested in drinking beer and he's like a beer drinker um so I think like I kind of told him like, Oh, it's because like your body's like getting fit and doesn't really want the beer. Like it's just, it doesn't want the toxins. And he's kind of like saying that's not really it. And I'm like, I think that's it. <laughs> and I think he's just like, yeah, like that's I think he's just getting healthier in general and it's making him like less interested in negating that by drinking beer, if that makes sense. And for myself, I have spent the last like, two years being very sedentary, very focused on like my art practice and just like sitting a lot and not moving and the health effects. And at this point, you know, still drinking as well. So I've like put on a bunch of weight. I have back pain. I have knee pain. And so I have been actually just this week made significant changes to my diet and my, I have like an exercise program that I'm following. And I feel like the fact that I'm not drinking makes all of that so much easier Um, because it's way easier to eat healthy when you're not like drinking. Um, and also just having the time and energy to like make food and stuff like that. And so what I'm getting at is like, I'm motivating myself a lot by like watching fitness videos on YouTube and videos about like different exercises that I can do in the gym and getting really excited to like try those out. And it's a really good, I don't want to even say distraction. Like, I think it's just a really good practice for anyone to just like try and get motivated to move your body more and then you have less time for drinking. Thank you. That's awesome. Good for you. My whole, my whole body hurts today, have, by the uh, way, because I did two days of strength training and I can barely <laughs> lift my arms, but that's that, that aside, it's worth it. It's worth yeah, it. <laughs> probably way more sore than Derek. Derek hasn't done anything. No. I, I have two anecdotes about that, but I'm saving them for our next episode, which is actually about okay, physical cool. so exercise. If you, if you tone so. all of that out, I'll just repeat it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I got that's your recommendation no, no, now. <laughs> I'll, I'll come up with more stuff. All right, uh, Scott, what's your uh, what's your current uh, suggestion? Uh, well, my fixation. fixation is always cameras because uh, that's just who I am. But uh, what I do, I think, like the name of this podcast implies, is I drink an exorbitant amount of club soda, whether it be flavored or unflavored. And, uh, when I get the urge to, uh, have a drink, that's what I do. Um, as far as like filling the extra time where I would have been out drinking, uh, I do a ton of stuff. I have two YouTube channels now, apparently. And, uh, uh, I've started scanning my own film and, uh, it just fill in my time with stuff like that. And, walking my dogs actually I, I don't walk them they're chihuahuas i'm lying to you guys they just go in the front yard <laughs> i let the dogs know they, i can't they get tired so they fast they're so small but uh yeah it's just it's just filling that space with something you know and something that's not 
something that's not equally as unhealthy as the thing that you've quit, I think is the key. So for me, that's uh, photography and making videos about cameras and Star Wars now too, apparently. Mm. Very cool. I, I think we should, on your first point about the, the how much uh, club soda you drink, I think we should see if we should get, can get like a LaCroix sponsorship I or something get it for just, this podcast. Just based on I the amount take... of money I've given them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. So if any uh, account reps from LaCroix are listening, uh, please feel free to shoot yeah. us some, some yeah, free cases no problem and at plug all. your product. Um. Cool. All right. For me, I guess, so I'm on a big, uh, self-help, uh, self-discovery kick lately. Um, I could probably break these into like eight separate recommendations, but, uh, going to therapy has been fucking amazing for me. Um, had a lot of breakthroughs. There was even a point where my therapist was like, you seem really happy and well-adjusted. Like, is there any point you coming to these things anymore? And I was like, hell yeah. Like, it's like a, it's yeah like no i'm not i'm not like i think it's it's good to have that uh like almost like a preventive angle to to it right like if i go in uh and i'm talking through my problems and i'm like facing my issues and i'm working through things with her um i'm less prone to like fall back on on my own patterns and as a result of that i become a lot more uh self-aware i can almost like watch myself like step outside of my body and and see myself uh thinking or acting a certain way. Um, so that's been really helpful for me. And then specifically kind of around self-help, I'm big into, uh, John Kim yeah. right now. Do you guys know him? So he is the angry therapist. Uh, he is his whole, uh, angle is that he's, he's a therapist, but he's very much a, like a man's man. Like he rides a motorcycle and he does CrossFit and he does, uh, self-help for, for dudes. So he wrote a book called, I used to be a miserable <laughs> fuck. Um, and it's, uh, it's amazing. It's like all these like really digestible, like bite-sized life lessons for dudes on, on what it means to mm. be a real man. Um, and he has a, uh, a, an Instagram account and a podcast and his podcast is like, he calls it therapy in a shot glass, which, uh, as a sober guy, I'm like, eh, but it's really it's like short digestible like 15 minute lessons and he's really candid about uh he turned to uh self-help and self-discovery after his first marriage kind of imploded um but he's yeah he's he's got some some great advice uh i'd recommend giving him a, a follow or or picking up the book for sure what was his uh, name again? A lot. john kim the angry therapist john kim we're both and writing that down, it, probably. Yeah, I'm writing it down, but also, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know, I'm a lady. <laughs> it's, I, I think you, you'll still find some, sure. uh, some relatable stuff there. Yeah. 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 Hey. 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 I, I think this concludes the, uh, the first meeting of the uh, Club Great Soda job. Club. Great job, everyone. Great is job, anyone, guys. Is anyone else actually drinking uh, Club Soda right now? No. no. No, I was worried uh, about no, being I'm, gassy. Mm. That's what the new buttons oh, for. Nice. I'm drinking a. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got there. We got there eventually. I'm drinking a. Uh, Scott, have you ever had a. Uh, Scott, or Jess, I could ask too. But Jess, I think you're sensitive to, to beer. No, you're, no. You don't drink beer, I, right? I think, I think in addition to the alcohol, yeah. I have a bit of a gluten thing. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was asking. I knew yeah. that on a subconscious <laughs> level. Uh, part, partake? Par, yeah, yeah. Partake yeah. I backed their Kickstarter Have way you? back when they yeah. first came around. Yeah. So I had oh, uh, the very nice. first, one of the very first six packs of Partake IPA was, uh, was mine. I you posting that on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It was a couple of years ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it. it's fantastic. They sell it at Whole Foods. I saw it at Whole Foods it's yesterday. Really, I saw it of you guys. Yeah. They do. I grabbed. I grabbed a four it's pack so for eight dollars, but it's. Uh, but the, yeah. that, I got. I got that, the blonde. Um, it's still delicious. cheaper than like alcoholic beer, though. No. 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 Uh, no. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'll, yeah, I'll pay the for premium. Sure. And, and non-alcoholic beer. We should talk about that one day too, because I think that's a touchy subject for a lot of people because. I think that can be a like trigger, and I think like it's a tough. That's it yeah. Is, anyways, yeah. that's episode seven do you guys stay tuned for i don't know what episode but <laughs> it'll be one in the future yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah, absolutely yeah. touch on that um because kombucha I is actually the same kombucha. thing it's, we talked, it's very I just polarizing don't like it. the, yeah oh nope. i love it love it big fan all right. Um, hey, I have been uh, Derek Bolin. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Herder or check out my sobriety Instagram account uh, at Van Sober. I'll go. go, Jess. <laughs> I'm Jess Couture, and you can find me on Twitter at Jess underscore underscore Couture or Instagram Jess Couture Art. And uh, I'm Scott Graham, and you can find me pretty much everywhere on the internet as WFLBC. Is that is that your uh, YouTube yep. Yep. YouTube yep. channel as well? Oh, do, do, do you want to do you no. want to plug the Star Wars no. podcast not just yet. in case not you yet. have some? Uh, <laughs> <no>? <laughs> look at look at this guy. I gotta get. I gotta get. It's gotta get some traction first, you know. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Good, and it's got to be good, which it's not at the moment. All right. so. I thought it was good, and I'm not even. <laughs> well, you no, know, you just say that, Jess. You're so nice. I am. <laughs> <laughs> you are too nice, Jess. <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah. I just like to encourage my friends. That's all. Aww, thank one, you. It was good. I watched it before I went to bed, even though I should have been in bed and not watching it. <laughs> Well, like, I apologize for the nightmares. At least it was short. <laughs> so I could go right to bed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the podcast, everyone. And uh, please, uh, I guess, sub- subscribe. Uh, tell your tell your friends we, about uh, us. Are we doing the uh, socials and, uh, on, on this thing? We haven't really talked about that, have we? Oh, we we we'll probably doing we socials. probably should. We'll, yeah, we'll check we'll out. Figure it out. It's the first episode. Look for us. Break. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably some variation of yeah. club soda. Whatever hasn't club. been taken yet, essentially. <laughs> yeah, well, club soda club <laughs> underscore sixty nine four twenty. <laughs> oh God! Is, is that meeting? Is that meeting adjourned then? Oh yeah. Let's. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to do the? Do the honors. Meeting adjourned. Disclaimer: Nothing in this podcast constitutes medical or professional advice. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, there are a number of resources available. We'll link to these resources in the show notes for each episode, so that you can get the support you need.